Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast of Palmetto Baptist Church. We pray that as you listen to the following message today, that it will encourage you to continue to connect, grow, and serve in your relationship with God and with others. Our scripture this morning comes from Psalms 61, verses 1 through 3. Psalms 61, verses 1 through 3. I read to you out of the interpretation Bible of the New King James. And it reads thus, Hear, O cry, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, strong tower from the enemy. This morning, just for a moment, we want to talk about one word, overwhelmed. Will you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for your love. Father God, as I decrease and you increase, Allow your spirit to fill this place. Touch each and every one of us. Allow our hearts and minds to be open to receive what you have for us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. When the heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than me. First of all, we need to understand what overwhelmed means. It means to overcome completely in the mind and in your feelings. Then we need to break it down a little, a little more and take away the over and just have wham. And wham means to submerge or engulf or cover. The Hebrew meaning for heart is labah, in the center of human thought and spirit, mind, and life. We tend to think that the heart refers to only our emotions. But in the Hebrew, meaning it refers to one's mind and thought as well. This morning in our scripture, we find that David is in the midst of calling to the Lord in prayer with a troubled heart. His heart is overwhelmed. We don't don't really know the circumstances because he doesn't tell us why he's overwhelmed. But we can guess. We can guess because uh, King Saul wants to kill him. Even his own son wants to kill him. So we could could guess at what it was, but he didn't tell us why he was so overwhelmed. The word overwhelmed, past tense, is used seven times in the Bible. And all seven times we'll find it in the Psalms. Only one time would you find the word overwhelmed, and it is found in the sixth chapter of Job. When my heart is overwhelmed with envy and my heart is overwhelmed, allow me to lead to the rock that's higher than I. The heart here in the text today means center. The center means the inner mind, the inner will, the inner parts, when my center, when my emotions, when that will uh, that turns inside of me is covered in darkness, that's when we find ourselves overwhelmed. 
Now, let, let me get a little deep for you. One of the plots or the way the devil goes after us is in this particular word where he overwhelms us with life. He uses that. The idea is to present an excessive amount so that we become disoriented when the center of our intelligence and emotions in our will has been rocked. Excessive amount of trouble, turbulence that leaves us, leaves us complex and confused. This is what the enemy desires to do. Now, before you get too depressed from all of this emotions I'm talking about, I need to let you know this this morning, that God has the ability to take the things that the enemy chooses or uses to overwhelm you and I and make it work out for our good. Y'all might as well say amen. I'm going to stop right here before I get into my point. I need to let you know, I know this thing between Methodists and Baptists. I've heard all the jokes. But if you want to get out of here in time enough to eat lunch, I need you to talk to me this morning. I don't know what Jimmy does, but I need you to respond. I'm one of those that I need a response. And the more you respond to me and to the word of God, the quicker I'll get through. Can we say amen on that one? Amen. amen. But, but, but to understand David's pain this morning, if you've got your Bible, I need you to flip back to Psalms 55. And I know, that's why I brought my phone up here, because I know this is the new age. If you've got your device and it's on the, the Bible app, go to Psalms 55, verses 4. Beginning with verse 4. We're about to find out what's going on with David. The word of God says, my, David says to God, my heart is severely pained within and the terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fearfulness, trembling have come upon me and horror has overwhelmed me. So I say, oh, that I had, had wings like a dove, I would fly away and be at rest. So in other words, David was so overwhelmed to the point that if God would allow him to have wings, he would have just flew away. Aren't we like that? Overwhelmed. I know this year has been an overwhelming year for, for my family. And God knows that maybe 10 times, if he would have gave me wings, I would have just flew away. But to understand David's pain, let's go a little further in Psalms 55. Go down to 12. 12 tells us exactly what's going on with David. For it is not an enemy who reapproaches me, then I could bear it. Nor is it one who hates me, who has exalted himself against me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man of my equal, my companion, my acquaintance. We took sweet counseling together and walked in the house of God in Psalm. The other words, David, pain was caused by somebody he loved and cared for and thought a lot about. This morning I have four points. Hopefully this will enlighten us on why we're so overwhelmed. 
I hope this helps you to turn from overwhelmed hearts to an overjoyed hearts. Why our hearts are overwhelmed. The first point simply says, emotional state of the heart affects the rest of the body. The emotional state of the heart, it affects the rest of the body. I'm looking out and I know that um, some of you are pretty much my age, so you can go back with me. Go all the way back to high school. The first time you fell in love. First time. Ain't too many people saying amen. I know you remember her or him. <laughs> the first time that you fell in love, and then the first time that you had a breakup. I remember very well my friends coming to school after a breakup. Oh, they were just so sick and they were just, oh, you couldn't, just couldn't do anything. Mine was a little different. I would come home every uh, uh, so often, and I tell my grandmother, who stayed with us, Grandma, I met this beautiful girl. What's her name, son? And I would tell her. And she'll go on to tell the history of how we, are, we were related. I did this about four or five times. Do you see my, do you feel my dilemma? I come home, Grandmama would bust my bubble every time. Grandmother. So I got to the point that I had girls that were friends, but I never had a girlfriend in high school because grandmama just bust my bubble. Do you see my dilemma? Oh, I was just overwhelmed that everybody in Palmetto, Georgia was related to Knox. <laughs> the emotion state of our hearts does affect the rest of our body. Marriage. Marriage. I can talk about marriage. Marriage. Remember the first time that sweetheart that you're sitting beside or your wife, your husband, I ain't talking to you young people. That very first time that you saw her or you saw him and he was handsome and she was gorgeous, but it was not until you had time to spend with that person that it was when he or she tugged at your heart that you really had the first the notion that you were in love. Amen? That was the first time. And from that time on, she had you or he had you. Why I can say? Because there's many times my wife don't like me. <laughs> no, she don't like me, Peggy. She don't like me. Because I get on her last nerve. I'm stubborn. I'm hard-headed. And I forget too much. But because... She fell in love with me, and I fell in love with her. We can overlook the, the, the dislikes and know that we love each other in spite of. So that's why I say that emotional state of the heart affects the rest of the body. Proverbs 15, 13 tells us, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but a heartache crushes the spirit. See, I found out what that means. A happy heart makes a face cheerful and heartache crushes the spirit. As a parent, I, 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 I had six kids. Somebody should say amen on that. I had six kids. And you imagine my house was just full of noise. Had three boys and three girls. House was always chaotic. 
people at each other and people needing to go different places. And, 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 and the reason I said that is that I didn't understand then what I understand now because my parents were stern people. They made me wash dishes and made me wash my own clothes, made me clean the house. And so when I had kids and they came to visit, oh, you just, oh, yeah, I, I just knew grandmama and granddaddy was going to make them grandkids do the same thing I did. Grandkids make you different. <laughs> I just didn't understand my mom and my dad. Those grandkids come over and they couldn't do no wrong. None whatsoever. And, and, and they didn't have to clean no dishes, do anything. Grandmama and granddaddy were clean behind them. And that made me so mad. Well, what's going on with my parents? Then I realized when I got grandkids, I understood then the happiness of grandkids. I do the same now. They come over, I fill them up with junk, I give them whatever they want, and either I drop them off or the parents come and pick them up, either way. They don't have to stay with me, amen? So there's no heartache, just happiness. The second point is why we're overwhelmed, the intellectual and spiritual functions of the heart. Yes, the heart has functions. The heart thinks, remembers, reflects, and it meditates. Yes, your heart thinks, remembers, reflects, and meditates. See, most of you got all this knowledge up in your head. It does you no good up here until it's here. When it's here, then things can change in your life. Things can change when it's in your heart. See, I remember when I, I, I first was able to buy my first car. 1977. Apple red Camaro. I love that car. I loved that car so much, every week I gave it a bath. I had a set of tires for, had a set of tires for going to work, and then I had a set of tires that I put on there for the weekend, you know, to show it off. Wire rims. Oh, you know when you saw those wire rims, Brother Knox wasn't working, wasn't doing anything. He was just short ride. But I, I'm saying, I, I, my heart remembers that 1977 Camaro because it was something that I loved. Now, my daddy bought many cars and, and let me drive them, but I can only remember one. And that was the uh, Buick 225 Deuce. Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? I love that 225. It was totally electric. I tell you this because it's here. Those cars are here. I remember those because I remember that, that Buick that I could get it every Friday every Friday and take it and my buddies and we could go to the drive-in theater. But it was here. So I can remember that. Now, my daddy bought many cars, but I can remember that Buick. I can remember that Camaro because it's here in my heart. Proverbs 2, verses 10 and 12, it tells us when wisdom enters your heart, knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Description will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil. For the man who speaks perverse things 
other words, more specifically, the eyes are meant to see, the ears are meant to hear, and the heart is meant to understand, discern, and to give insight. Point three, the heart functions as a conscience. We find this in our scripture today with David, the great warrior, the great king that he was. Still, David was a murderer and an adulterer. It was not until prophet Nathan came and brought it back to his memory of whom he was and to whom he belonged. It was then that David wrote this, Psalms 51.10. He went and prayed to God, create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. David prays to God, will we create a, a pure heart to replace the defiled conscience of the things that he remembered that he had done. We're the same way. Each morning we ought to rise and we ought to say this key verse, that God created me a clean heart. As good as I am, so I can talk about me. As good as I am, there's things that I think about that's not good. So if I know I do it, you do it. And so we ask God to create in us a clean heart, oh God. Renew a steadfast spirit within us. Our heart functions as a conscience. Remind us of the things we ought not do. Many times we have made choices in our life. And we made them from our head and not from our heart. And they usually end up failing. When you do it from your heart, it creates a, 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 a connection with God. The fourth point is simply this. The heart plans, makes commitments, and decides. It is the inner form, the center, where the decisions are made, after deliberation, it is here that a person engages in self-talk. Listen to me this morning. It's okay to talk to yourself, but don't answer yourself. It's okay to talk through things, but the moment you start answering yourself, somebody's going to show up with a, one of those straight jackets, amen? Or you might have to end up on TV with Dr. Phil. It's okay to talk to yourself, talk through things. The heart plans. It makes plans. It makes commitments. It makes decisions. See, it's this place right here today that you're sitting in. It was some plans made. It was some commitment made. And then there was some decisions made. Amen? In order for you to be here where you are today. Amen? Proverbs 16.9 tells us a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his path. A man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his path. The reason why I know, because I was there when they talked about we weren't going to be able to build this building. I was there. I was in the middle of the conversation. I heard conversation of you guys coming in and having your meetings. And it was not until we allowed God to direct our path that we found our way here. In the same way in our personal lives, God knows that when he has touched our hearts, when God is in our heart, 
then there he can make some changes for our lives for the better. He can change it. It's not to then. See, as long as you got God up here, you'll decide, well, I need to go this direction. Next time you decide, I need to go right. And all along, God is, God is telling you to go straight. But it's not until we allow God in our hearts. It's not until that moment that he can tug on our hearts and then he can give us the direction in which to go. That's when God does his best works in us. My wife always tells me, Dwayne, you love you some PBC. You love you some. Why? Because if you come by here on Monday, I'm here. If you come by here on Friday, I'm here. And if you came by yesterday, which was Saturday, I'm here. And if you show up on Sunday morning early enough, and most of you don't, I'm here. Why is that? Because it's in my heart. I love this ministry. I love the man of God that's here, and I love you in spite of what you might think of me. I love you. It's in my heart. It's not about the money, because you really, you don't pay me enough. It's in my heart. You do good, don't get me wrong, you do real good. But it's in my heart. I love what I do. I love what you do. So it's not any stress on me. Somebody needs to say amen to that one. It's not any stress on me. Good people like Mr. Buddy over here who I can call and get advice from. Amen? amen. Good people like, like Jason who, who, who helps me when I need it, even if for, my other, for my home church. Amen? It's in our hearts. And that is when God can use us. And that is why Jesus said in Matthew 22, when he was talking, he's talking to you and he's talking to I, when he said, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart. With all the laws that was given to a man, we Gentiles, we fail. We still fail in today. God loves us in spite of ourselves. We're still falling short. So Jesus has given us the great commandment that says, you shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This trumps everything. This is the thing that God wants us to do. It's the love from the bottom of our hearts. And if you do that, you'll find that you aren't as overwhelmed about life as you normally should be, amen? Becomes easier. I, I'm not going to take away your troubles. I'm not going to take away your tribulations. I'm not going to take away your issues. But I'm just telling you how to work through them. Because if you love the Lord with God with all your heart, he will show up and he'll show out. He will. This morning, you can make all the plans in the world. And I know some of you got up this morning, you made plans. Maybe for this afternoon, maybe for Monday, maybe even for work. But I'm telling you, those things will fail if you don't let God direct your steps. Start here. Start here. It has to be in your heart. Amen.
Father God, we thank you, God, for this morning. We thank you, God, for the opportunity to expound on your word. We thank you, God, as we get ready to leave this place this morning, that maybe somebody here today that needs to have a relationship with you, that needs to recommit themselves to you. So we offer this opportunity right now, Father, to come forward. The invitation is set forth that they can come and learn more about you. Oh, Jesus, we love you and we thank you for all that you do in our lives. In your precious name we pray. Amen.